0: I am Doug Friedman.
1: I am Meredith Levy.
0: And this is Your Mental Breakdown. Welcome. The Insight Out bonus edition.
1: Where we will be talking about...
0: Whatever the heck we want. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about the 10, they're called different things, but in cognitive behavioral therapy... There are these unconscious ways of thinking. They're called automatic thoughts, distorted thoughts, unhelpful ways of thinking. You might've heard that mentioned before. You might not.
1: I think a lot of times when we talk about them as cognitive distortions or distorted ways of thinking, it has this negative connotation that when we point out or it is pointed out that we're thinking in these styles, it's a really negative thing. Right. It's not that it's negative or positive. It's just inaccurate.
0: Yeah, and it's not that... You did something wrong and you're doing something wrong, and it's your fault. It's this is happening unconsciously. This is something so ingrained in us. That's why it's called automatic thoughts. Exactly. Right? That we don't think about them. They're happening sort of behind the scenes in our unconscious mind. And it helps shape how we think about things and process things. And until hopefully a therapist or somebody Brings it to your attention. Now it's in your conscious awareness, and you can kind of go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I do that all the time." And we'll we can rattle off the list. We will post. There's a handout that I love that has nice little pictures on it.
1: We're looking at it currently, and I feel as if you guys can all see it, but you can't unless you're looking at it on our website concurrently.
0: Yourmentalbreakdown.com. Yeah. Nice plug.
1: Yeah, good one, Doug. (laughs) Um, So let's go through them.
0: Well, let's just to give you an idea, I'm going to rattle off a couple names of them. And the biggest thing when I hand this to people is to not memorize it. It's just to recognize that this is happening and taking place sort of behind the scenes of your mind. So we're trying to bring it to awareness. And there are things like all or nothing thinking, that that black or white thinking where it's either all good or all bad and nothing in between. You know, we talked about a few episodes ago the black the white and the plaid, the good, the bad, and the plaid, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's things like jumping to conclusions or mind reading where you think you know what somebody's thinking, so you'll do something anticipating that. And well, there's
1: the two different ones. There's mind reading and fortune telling. Right. So mind reading is, I definitely know what that person's thinking, and fortune telling is, well, I already know what's going to happen.
0: Right. And these are things that happen in our unconscious mind that our brain just sort of goes, oh, well, that's just that's how it is. And then Everything else that we think or that we feel is sort of snowballing or avalanching, because I use the ski trail metaphor, right? Based on these thoughts that are so automatic in our heads, unchallenged and unconscious, which is why we want to help raise the awareness of them and and go through them. And yeah, Meredith, let's let's rattle off some and kind of go through. Because the trick is to not not do them anymore. It's to be aware that you are doing them. And maybe try to do something consciously about it because there's, I do many of these a lot of the time.
1: Yes. Oh, as do I. So let's just start with jumping to conclusions because that is one of my favorite. So we just mentioned it briefly. I knew you were
0: going to say that. Really? No, that's mind reading.
1: Oh, good one. Thank you. No, that's fortune telling. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. So jumping to conclusions, one of those things where we walk into a room and- we are thinking, everyone's looking at me thinking I'm stupid, right? We have no idea what anybody else is thinking. And for those of you who are fortune tellers or mind readers, this does not apply to you. Right. Caveat. Right. Okay. Um, (laughs) Everyone else. No, there's no way you for sure know what somebody is thinking. There's just no way. You may be right. You may be 99.99% positive based on history or statistics, but You are not a hundred percent sure.
0: I hear this a lot in relationships where people, because they've spent so much time with each other, think they know what the other person is thinking. And it's often correct, but sometimes it's a mistake. Right. It's incorrect or ineffective. And what we lose sometimes in relationships is that inquiry that, hey, what were you thinking? And I'm not talking about like, are you mad at me? Right. Did I do something wrong? Right. Not that kind of thing. That, that's a whole other thing. But that idea that oh, I, I can anticipate them. I know what they're thinking. Right. I know. I know, they,
1: I know they're not going to like this movie. Right. Or I know they didn't like the movie. Right. right? You never know.
0: Or they're not going to like what I cooked. Or right. they're not going to like this. Or, totally. And then, then if you keep that way of thinking, you're feeding that I'm not good enough. I did something wrong. I'm bad, and it's it, it just gets more negative and insidious.
1: Right. right? Uh, what else? So there's mental filter only paying attention to certain types of evidence. So,
0: yeah, it's it's sort of like it's similar to another one called disqualifying the positive, which we we can sort of link a bit. I mean, a lot of these I'm not gonna seem lie. like they overlap, but they don't.
1: I don't know what what is this mental filter? What is this called? What is oh, it called? Oh, this is filtering out the negative. Yeah. I mean, filtering out the, the po- positive. Oh, no.
0: Well, it could be either way. It's just looking at it one way instead of the other. But it's it's like if, when people look at a picture of themselves and they go, oh, my God, look at how old I look. I look so horrible. You can see all my wrinkles. They're just focusing on that part. They're not going, wow, and I have this wonderful smile and my eyes right. lit up the room. And right. This is fantastic. They're right. just filtering based on what you'll hear me talk about, their own narrative. Right. right? And
1: a, a lot of people disqualifying the positive or only focusing on the negative in terms of, you know, let's say-
0: Well, that same example of the picture, like you have a wonderful smile. Yeah. That doesn't matter though. Cause look at how old my my yeah, eyes look. Exactly. Look at, look at the wrinkles. Look at my cr- crow's, crow's feet. What are they called?
1: Yeah, dude. They're <laughs> fucking called crow's feet. Okay. <laughs> a lot of my clients, I tend to have to really make a concerted effort to point out the positive to them when they either only focus on the negative or when I point out something positive and they say, yeah, yeah, but, and I say, no, no, we can talk about the things that you don't like, but we're going to pause here and have you acknowledge the successes or the positives or the progress you've made.
0: Totally. And another reason why a lot of these go together is because another one called overgeneralizing, where we seem to, to categorize things a certain way based on one time, right? And you'll hear me talk about the difference between globalizing something and localizing something. When it's localized, it's one single, one event, one time, that's okay. I can deal with a failure or you know something even bad. I'll say bad, not ineffective. Something bad yeah. one time, that's okay. But when we take it and apply it to talk like everything sucks, nothing's going right, all of this is my fault, like those big sweeping words. A little hyperbolic. Maybe. I'm a little bit hyperbolic. One billion percent. hundred and ten percent, right? And that's when you apply something to the whole as opposed to taking it for what it is. If you take it for what it is, it's often much easier to deal with and process. I'm not saying it's better and it's good. A failure is still a failure and nobody really likes that, Right. But if it's a single failure, that's much easier to deal with and overgeneralizing it right. to I am a failure.
1: Right. Exactly. One of my other favorites is personalizing.
0: Hmm. What does that mean to you?
1: <laughs> also funny. Thank you. So personalizing is assuming that, or thinking that something that happened has to do with us. So, hmm. you know, whether it's that person didn't come to dinner because they hate me, or
0: right.
1: when in reality, it literally has nothing to do with you. They got in a car accident.
0: What I love too is the flip is also true in this, right? Which is thinking that nothing is about you. It's when you don't take any responsibility. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, they're just seeing it wrong. There's some, that's their problem. It, it's their fault. Right you know, and not taking any of it for yourself and why combine this with that, that black or white thinking, that all or nothing thinking. Right. Right. And then again, why these sort of spill over into each other. And you can see a pattern in some of these too. If you generalize with, they all suck, all of them suck, everything is horrible around me. And then we get into those, you know, other things of catastrophizing is another one of these, right. Where you'll take things and blow them out of proportion and just, you know,
1: I never do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I mean, we do a lot of these yeah. a lot of the time. For example, the- yeah.
1: coronavirus. Now, who knows? This could be a huge catastrophe.
0: And disclaimer here, we are not medical professionals giving you information on the coronavirus. None.
1: I don't know any information. But what I will say is that regardless of the actual catastrophe of the coronavirus, right. we tend to make it more catastrophic- even preemptively. Right. right? So right. it can be the biggest thing in the world or the worst thing. We have no idea, but it already is.
0: And it can lead to the kind of thinking that goes, I will never leave my house again. Right. right? And why that catastrophizing spills into the overgeneralizing. I'm never going out there. It's unsafe out there. And or the
1: all or nothing thinking. Totally. Fuck it. I might as well go to Disneyland. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> right. We're not sure. Right. And, you know, lick the uh, handrails everywhere I go. Yeah,
1: I do that <laughs> anyway, but I'm going to cut back.
0: Why not? Um, as long as you're wearing a mask, it's okay, right?
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, I, I
0: mean a Disney mask, not a surgical mask. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Because right? no one would know with me. That's right. Yeah. Um, labeling is another one. Hmm. So I think we tend to use a lot of labels. All the time. All the time. Um, (laughs) Everyone does. Everybody. I mean, it's, and again, it's normal and it just depends on the label. But as soon as, you know, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode about the judgments that people have on LA people, those people.
0: Right. You know what I mean?
1: Those kind of people. Like, nope, I don't. What do you mean? Right. Why are you creating this label? Instead, describe a characteristic. So sometimes, you know, we create a label for ourselves. That's like, I'm so stupid or I'm a loser when yep. we're reflecting how we're feeling in a moment, but we create this label.
0: Yeah. And that the overgeneralizing, the all or nothing, all of these kind of they pile onto each other and it's a it's a way of our brains making sense of things, but it's erroneous. These are distorted thoughts. right? And they're happening, again, behind the scenes, so you don't think to stop and challenge this. And a lot of these ways of thinking are distortions that if you did stop and challenge, you go, oh, wait, yeah, that's not right. Huh.
1: So I'm going to always, I repeat this all the time. It's one of my favorite things to talk about is checking the facts. Mm. So if we stopped and checked the facts when we do a lot of these things, so checking the facts, why didn't... He called me back. Well, is it because I'm a loser? Or is it because he was busy? Or is it because he has a girlfriend? Who knows?
0: Right. And a lot of times clients will answer us, right? Right. But their answers will often correlate to some of these ways of automatic thought, of distorted thought. You know, am I a loser? Yes. Well, let's check the facts. How and why are you a loser? Right. Nobody ever calls me back. Is that true? No, some people do. Like, okay, right? right. Right? So it's it's bringing it back. And I think in a few episodes already, you've heard me do that with Drew for things. If you've been listening to it, if you haven't, go back and listen, (laughs) right? But a a lot of times when a client will go to an event and think that they know what everybody thinks, you know, when we were talking about Drew going to the bachelor party and I'm going to be uncomfortable because they're all going to think this or they're all going to do that. Like, wait a second. Right. That's a leap. That's jumping to a conclusion. We don't know that.
1: The other one, by the way, the flip side of catastrophizing is minimizing, right? So Yeah,
0: but that's not a big deal. (laughs)
1: It's amazing.
0: Can't turn it off. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know if my client's like, I just came back from China and I have the flu, but it's no big deal. I don't need to go to the doctor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're not coming in here. What I say is, (laughs) yes, you do. Right.
1: Even I'm not a medical doctor. Right. You still need to go or don't come and see me. Right, right. So minimizing is, you know, also something that can get us into some trouble.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's something that, as we build an awareness for this stuff, you guys can start to recognize when it's happening and bring it to your conscious awareness that you are thinking this way, and there's nothing wrong with you because of it. We all do it very often, and if we can become more aware of it. Then we can check the facts as we go. Then we can kind of check in with ourselves and make more logical, conscious thought about things. And that's, I think, much more effective in tackling some of the emotional responses and some of the feelings that we get. We generally think, oh, I feel bad. And we don't think of why I'm feeling this way. We just think, I'm feeling bad. I want to feel better.
1: Which is the last one that we shall bring up, Mm. which is emotional reasoning. So I feel this way, therefore it must be true. Right. Which is not necessarily true, right? right. I can feel a certain way. It doesn't mean it has to be true. True. Right?
0: That's right. <laughs> well, and and another one that I don't think we mentioned, it's one of your favorites because it's the, the shooting all over yourself one. Oh yeah. That, that critical we one. We didn't do that one yet. Right. Yep. Where I should, I should do this. I should have done that. I must do this. I need to do, you know, that's that way of thinking isn't accurate right it's something that we've created and we build this this sense of failure into a lot of things and you've heard us talk about this a lot i think
1: right or we create the shoulds for other people and then we just can get frustrated or we've already sentenced them with the shoulds
0: yeah totally and it will lead to our suffering in in most cases it will lead to those uncomfortable feelings and if we wonder why we're feeling that way a lot of it comes from these distorted unconscious ways of thinking that we just haven't been aware of before. Exactly. So you can now bring this stuff to your awareness. We will post this in the detailed show notes for this episode and on our website. So check it out. We'll put this version on so you can download and print it. I've got several clients who I still talk about this and they go, oh yeah, that's still on my fridge. Yeah, no,
1: it's great. And there's also, there's other types of cognitive distortions or whatever we want to call it, automatic <laughs> thoughts. There's other names for them and there's some other ones that we didn't mention, but you guys get the gist. We'll put some couple resources up for you guys to look at cognitive behavioral therapy in general. Sure. We'll be talking about it a little bit more yeah. in, at some point here yeah. and there.
0: It's a great tool. And even just this, again, I stress, it's not about memorizing this. It's not about eradicating these ways of thinking from from your brain. It's just recognizing we all do this. We, we do a lot of it very often, and it's oftentimes not accurate. At the very least, it's just not helpful.
1: And I just want to say that on this handout, overgeneralizing is spelled with an S, and mm. I find that to be strange. Is hmm. it British? It could be. Isn't generalize spelled with a Z? Probably. Okay. Just checking.
0: I don't know. And this version is in color, C-O-L-O-U-R. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if it'll it's really come out pretty that way. you guys yeah. will see <laughs> on that note um stick around for well don't stick around go away but come back in a couple of days for a regular episode with a client session and uh let us know what you guys think of of these ways of thinking go to our website at yourmentalbreakdown.com and you can send us a message on there
1: instagram you can go to
0: at your dot mental dot breakdown.
1: Yep, and Facebook is
0: Facebook slash your dot mental dot breakdown dot podcast. Okay, I think you might be able to just type in your mental and what breakdown. Is, what's and what's the
1: twits, us. the twitters, the twitters, the twitters, the tweeters at
0: your mental pod. Okay, that one I actually do know.
1: Good job. So We've...
0: find us and tell us where you can find us because apparently we, <laughs> we don't, don't know. <laughs> know. <laughs> We'll see you in a couple of days. No, we won't. We'll talk at you in a couple of days. Perfect. There we go. Bye. Bye.